Welcome to the Volleypod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volleypod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod, sponsored by the Art of Coaching. We're, I'm here with Todd Maddox. Davis, good morning. Glad to be here. We took a week off, but we're back with season two. Yeah, well, we took a week off. That was a big week for you. <laughs> what was going on in that week off, Davis? So we didn't just take a week off to chill in the San Diego sun, although we did a little bit of that, but I had a baby. New family member yes. in the Ransom household. Congratulations. Thrilled. Charlotte, Charlie Bird Ransom, born six weeks early, but healthy and uh, just looking great. And we're thrilled. My mom, uh, my wife, the mom is healthy. We're doing great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Uh, what you have going on over the week? Well, you know, I'm I'm on the Spike Light tour, so okay. we're selling. Uh, we have a little uh, new ball. It's a uh, kids ball. It'd be perfect, perfect okay. for uh, the, the little new Charlie. Little Charlie, be perfect yeah. to get her going. So it's a yeah, it's a cloth uh, fabric ball with a balloon okay. bladder, and we have a, a website. It's www.volleyball4, the letter or the number four, kids, K-I-D-Z dot com. That'll be in the show notes. And we're uh, we're sending them out to clubs to work with uh, like first through third graders. That is so cool. And I have one and it is so fun to play with. We play with it in the house all the no, time. No, it's a house ball. That's what it's made for. It's too light for outdoors, so it's a house ball and a little gym ball for young kids. It's super fun. And we're a bunch of clubs are using them as giveaways, so uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's we're, a great uh, evolution into right. the game. Yeah. So cool. Well, we're back at it. We're getting into it, so let's go. Let's go. Uh, this week, you're on the skill. Uh, what do we got going? The overhead dig this week, Davis. Okay, overhead digging. Let's Let's get into it. What are... What are some things uh, that you like to teach on this? Well, first, even before we get into that, I think okay. it's undertaught. Okay. It's undertaught. And I think we see a lot of kids, balls come over their heads and their, their, their grip is together and they're swinging their platform out. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when, you know, when I was on the, on the website, on the, on the Art of Coaching website, looking for good videos for this, there were, you know, 30 videos on making low moves and floor yeah. moves and very few for overhead. So one thing is under top. Agreed. Uh, The next thing I think from a biomechanical uh, framework, it makes sense. You get this small surface area with a platform and then you put your two hands up and you have this big surface area. Mm -hmm. And is that a simpler move? And should we spend some more time with that? Uh, And maybe even more important now, because we have a lot of teams now, I think are bringing that middle back into the middle of the court and playing Mm -hmm. that middle, middle defense. And overhead digging becomes becomes a more uh, useful skill for those for those middle backs that are playing up. Okay, good points. And lastly, it's a little controversial, Davis, because there are a bunch of different <laughs> ways to do this skill. You know, I, I went okay. on the on the AOC website, and I'm going to show you what what I teach. But okay. then there's people who are teaching in different ways, so okay. it's fun to to see like, hey, what's the best? What are we doing, and why? Okay. And I would add to that in terms of controversy, I'd say some coaches are just saying. Don't overhand dig, like use platform as much as you can. 
Maybe I think that might be a little more in serve receive. And, yeah, and more I'm, in serve receive. I, I'm a person in serve receive who said, "Hey, we, we want to platform the ball as much as possible." And if you get in a situation where you have to take it overhead because it's an emergency, go ahead. Right. Uh, but for the most part, we think you can get steps off and use your platform in serve receive. Right. Defense is a whole different different story, yeah. though. Okay. All right. Well, let's right. go. What do we got? Keywords. Okay. We want uh, starting at what we call ninety. So we want our arms at 90 degrees. So our elbows are in, our arms are sticking straight out at 90. And that's a defensive posture. Uh, rather than a serve-receive posture, we like the arms just hanging. Okay. So first, arms at 90. Uh, and then uh, we go from 90 to forehead. And we want that contact to be close to the forehead. We think it's clo the closer to the forehead, the easier it is to push the ball high. Okay. If your arms are extended when you make contact, then the ball is low. So uh, can we contact to the forehead? And then the my, my new key is what I call blocker's hands. And those are different than setter's hands. So blocker's hands are big and firm and the fingers are like steel pins. Yeah. Setter's hands are we get those wrists flexing back and we don't want the wrists flexing at all with the overhead dig it's not a set so it's a it's a completely different skill from a from a set because the wrists are locked that's a good point and then the the actual move is what what i call an elbow jab so you're jabbing out for your elbows at the ball uh thinking like you're hey you can take it in a bunch of different planes along the top of your head so you can take it to the left or right and uh, the cue we use is hey be a soccer goalie hey just be creative with your hands above your head and if it balls over to your left throw your hands there that doesn't need to be pretty um just hey get a big surface area on it and get it up high in the air cool that's really cool i like that that's that's some interesting stuff for sure so 90 forehead um the blockers hands elbow jab okay those are really the keys and then we probably should talk about the different technique because mm -hmm. on the one of the videos when we get to the video section uh has danny busboom okay. who is at louisville now and obviously they had a wonderful season Absolutely. and she has a ton of experience and she likes the hands cupped okay so the hands together with the oh. thumbs back and that cupped hand for overhead digging sort of the beach beach move kind yeah of? kind of the beach uh yeah that that, okay. that beach style no finger action so no yeah no yeah. finger action okay. so they want saying hey the ball comes too fast um so her video has that so there's a couple different ways okay. to do it that's cool I, I really like hearing those that's really awesome so okay some people think that called a tomahawk too right have you heard I, that i've heard it tomahawk to me is a little more closed okay if you know what i mean right but versus so the, cup, the cup or tomahawk kind of, yeah a couple different. Know. yeah yeah but but that's an interesting take on it right I, I really think that's cool so all right so what are some things we can do to teach this the first thing i like is just simple dummy move and once again dummy move means no ball and okay. so we're just getting the players out there and going through the move and because we want that move to be aggressive we like that that elbow jab to be fast and strong they can even leave their feet i love it okay so i, I want that. that and then they finish with those big strong hands because we don't want the shape of their hands to change we want them to impose the will their will on the ball with their hands rather than have the ball imposing its will on the player uh, i like that i like that way of framing that that's cool so okay. uh just Get in there, get the hands on the forehead, quick jab, and they can even jump in the air a little bit. 
Like then we can put them in pairs after that okay. and either overhead throws or underhand bowls. Um, the key is that the ball has to be moving fast. And that's probably the biggest challenge I have with our players is they want to lob the ball. And if you lob the ball, then it's easy to use your wrist and set it. And we don't want to set it. It has to be strong enough so if they try to set it, the ball knocks and goes backwards. Right. So, And that's where I think I could see the cup maneuver being valuable to, to, to counter against that. Like, you're not going to have any wrist action on it, right? So I think in order to battle the heat, I can kind of see it in that regard. Yep. You know? Um but 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 the technique with using fingers, I also think is super common and taught, you know, as well. Right. Well, I yeah. think yeah, yeah, great. I think a couple different ways to do it. That's Absolutely. why people have yeah. have choices. Yeah. I like that big surface area with the hands, and if they're not setting it, if their wrists are locked, then I We're think good. you can take it and have that big surface area where if you use the cup, you have a smaller surface area. Yeah. It goes off the side of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you have a little more control with the bigger surface area. Get around so, the side of the ball a little bit. Yep. yep. Okay, yep. cool. Okay, awesome. So in those pairs and just, hey, you know, hey, three high digs and switch. So they're throwing the ball back and forth. And from there in the pairs, we go what we call under over. Okay. So we try to get away from things that are specific so they know it's going to be overhead. And then can you bowl yeah, the ball like to that. their waist or bowl it over their head? I like that. And then they have to make a move so their hands in that 90 degrees begin neutral this one and then uh we go from the we go from there uh okay i like that one and it because again against heat their hands have to do the right thing they typically don't have to do time to do the wrong thing and then the right thing yep right and so i love that one that's a great one too it's cool so once again we want to go through those things very quickly too we don't want to spend right. a bunch of time on dummy moves you know a yeah. minute a yes. minute for dummy moves two minutes for doing the you know Part in pairs minutes, now yeah. go under over and spend a little more time on that so yeah, they have to make actually it's, it's a little more uh game like and that they don't know where the ball is coming i love it i love it and then lastly the one that i like is we play deep court down ball deep court so no jumping but we put the three backcourt defenders on the 12-foot line Okay. And we just say, hey, okay. use your hands. <laughs> I like and this. so they're all day. We just play deep court, down ball, a nice little warm up. And they get, hey, can they get that? And can they jab the ball up high? And, you know, we play that little doghouse. Usually you make an area, you go out. Somebody throws a ball in and we just play down ball, deep court. And they get to do it uh, on live balls that are hit by their teammates. I love that one. That's really cool. Now, I know it's your skill segment. But can I throw in one thing? No, here? no, 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 no. Please. No, go ahead. <laughs> so I got this drill. It's a game, actually. I got this game, and I love it. And it has one rule. And the rule, it, the game is called hand-to-hand -hand combat, and I believe it was Ann Cordes. Well, wow, we have that. That's in one of my drills. It is. It's in one of my drills. I did not even combat. know that yet. Oh, okay. But, but I love it. Do you want to tell them about it? Well, we'll get, we'll get, into, we'll get it into it later. That one, oh, but that's one good. of my favorite. Okay. I didn't even know it was in there. Yeah. But I love it because you just set up this one thing, and then they get a ton of live overhand digging reps, and that's what we like. Like, I know we talk about drills and stuff on here a lot, but I guess our point really is we we talk about these little drills for short periods of time for learning activities, yep. and we, we really want to apply into the game like settings, right? 
Right. And I think the challenge, and I was in the gym a couple of weeks ago with a team that was trying to reinforce the overhand digging and, and, and point score it off of overhand digging, which was the idea was great, but we had a bunch of kids digging balls that were shoulder high and lower to try to get the point. So it wasn't natural. So I right. think finding ways to do it, that's still natural for right. those, those type of games. And so in the one that, okay. the one that we start with, with, Hey, we're just pulling the, the players up. If you have to dig it, if it's a soft dig or something, you dig it under, you know, with a forearm, that's okay. But if we keep you up in the court, then it really forces you to have to use that move more often than you would. So, cool. uh, you know, that's one thing. So that's, uh, and then the last one is as far as teaching this, can you teach it in conjunction with specific, specific shots? So can there be an offensive defensive component? Meaning that, hey, if we're gonna work on, let's say our left side attackers chopping line, then our right side defenders might be overhead digging now. Like so that. we go chop line overhead dig and then that deep corner shot and then that left back defender maybe overhead digging on that deep corner shot so trying to combine some of that training so we're working on left side attackers and then defenders making a specific move very cool i like it that's it well we'll get into the drills a little later but i okay. think it's uh that's scenario time for you okay what do we have very today? cool okay so the scenario we're going to run by today is when you only have one hitter that can hit and or score on your team right now it depends on what level you are when i when we're talking about a hitter that can quote unquote hit right sometimes at the youngest levels it means just get it over right and then quickly it progresses to can they hit it you know to score Yep. And uh, we are blessed when we have more than one hitter that can score. But oftentimes, we really only have one that can score. See, I, I love this type of stuff, Davis, because this type of stuff is this is the stuff that happens. It happens when you're coaching lower level volleyball and you're not handpicking, you know, the best kids in the county and yeah. put them all on a team. Right. You know, when you get to a little high school and you have one hitter and everybody else is, you going, wait a minute. Yeah, how do how we do make we do, this work? How do we make it work? So what give me some what do you have? Well, so first of all, I think there's there's a couple ways to think about it. You want to think in terms of the immediate, like can we win games now versus teaching people actually how to hit and how to score. And so I want to kind of divide that into two ways of thinking, right? Because ultimately we want everyone to develop, you know, full arm swing, full approach and all that stuff. But at first, when they don't have that skill, you can teach them some other tactical things that can keep them involved and i'm talking about the secondary hitters now enough to where that primary hitter doesn't have to get every single set and she can get a breather and keep enough stress on the defense in order to keep them off balance and then you can get it to that primary hitter when she's in good position to score so would it start with role definition that would be a good point. Yes. So one of the things is, are you the primary hitter or are you a secondary hitter? And how do you handle the role definition with those secondary hitters? So I want everyone to learn how to hit. Okay. So I'm going to have them have many opportunities in practice for the long-term development of learning how to hit the ball hard and with spin. Right. However, if they don't have that skill, it needs to be obvious and we'll do some uh, competitions, little mini competitions and, and say, Hey, how many did you get over? Okay. If you get 
if you're the lead, you're our primary hitter, right? If you're not, and especially as it drops off, then we're going to have you be a little bit more aware of the positioning and the tactics that you're using. I don't like to tell them, you know, you're a get it in hitter. I don't like to tell them that. I know that that's the goal, right? But I think they have a tendency to be too safe when we tell them you're a get it in hitter. I, I tell them you're a tactical hitter. Right, you can. Ah, I like that. Okay. okay, once again, using language and the tactical hitter. Yes. I like it. Okay. okay, and so one of the things. One that, of the tactics is get it in. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. but but I just I love the phrasing. It's great. Right, and so one of the th that things that means is you may not use a full arm swing, and I'll, and I'll tell them this: if you're a tactical hitter, you may not use a full arm swing all the time because we know their arm swing may not work right at that point. You may be setting the ball over, right? Setting the ball over. You have so much control when you're setting the ball over. You can shoot at the quarters. You can do all yeah. sorts of stuff. Uh, you, they might be tipping. They might be hitting off speed to the donut or whatever the, the soft spot of the defense is. But you can um, set up your secondary hitters for success by, by priming them with some tactics. Right. Okay, so that's one important thing. The other thing is you need to set those secondary hitters enough Okay, what is enough? It depends on the level, right? And you kind of have to work with your team to figure that out. But I don't, like, I love playing teams where they set the one star all the time because you just go over there, and even though they're stars, they're not stars enough to beat us sometimes. Right? <laughs> right? Sometimes they are, okay? Right. But, I mean, we played uh, Lexi Sun early, her freshman year, and she was way better than anyone we had by far. I mean, she was incredible. But that's all they said. And so we literally had no block on the middle, literal no block, and and just camped in front of her, and she's still Lexi. But, you know, anyways. Um, so set those secondary hitters just enough. Um, third, I would move this hitter around. So everyone puts their, their best hitter on the outside, and they set them on the outside all the time. And then that's predictable. I like to put them on the left, the middle, the right, have them hit a bunch of different stuff. Have them start in the middle and kind of maybe slide behind. And there's ways to do that in every rotation. Um, so that's something. No, I think that's huge because I think the uh, I think the middle especially yes. is tough to defend. Teams don't defend the middle well. Yeah, especially high middle. High middle, how many blockers are they going to put up? And yeah. is the defense going to be coordinated behind that block? And my feeling is always, hey, the – Every defense defends the left side better than any other anything else because yep. they get so much practice doing it. So absolutely. can we set it some other places? So yep. I absolutely. love that, moving that hitter around. Absolutely. And uh, so I think that that's one. It's, it's simple too, right? Move them around, and especially if they can hit, and then have that attacker be able to move the ball around, the primary attacker. So even though they're, they're your primary attacker, if they're trying to go low seam all the time, even if they're a total hammer, you know, it's just not going to work. So they, that hitter, that primary hitter needs to be tactical as well and realize what type of defenses she's going to see. I think that's smart too, because when you think about it, just the wear and tear on those hitters taking a lot of swings Absolutely. and you say, Hey, give yourself a break. Hey, they're way back because they're afraid of the heat you bring lift tip. Yes. Hey, he's going to score every time. And then they come up, you can go back to your heat. You yeah. know, it's, it's great. So I think, you know, getting them to say, Hey, uh, a lot of times those hitters are so proud of the fact that they can bury the ball. That's all they do. And can you get them proud of the fact that they have a variety pack right. and that they can tactically beat defenses and get them proud of the fact, hey, I fooled them. 
Yeah. And oh, that's great. It's a smart hit. And so th they take pride in a different part of their uh, offensive repertoire. Yes. And, and to that end, I want to go back to Lexi because it sounded like I was saying like we could beat Lexi. <laughs> we could beat Lexi when she was 14, <laughs> right? Because she didn't have all those tricks in her bag, you right. know, and or, or she did, but she didn't know necessarily when to utilize them. Now, I mean, it'd be a whole different story, right? So uh, even if they're just hammers, we want them to bring out the whole bag, right? All right, so that's the scenario. I mean, pretty cool. And it happens, I think, a lot, a lot. But let's go back to these drills for overhand digging. Yep. What do we got this week? Well, we have uh, a couple of them. The first one is uh, a little self-promotion. It's one that I did. It's one of the, the, the quick hitters on the AOC website. And I did it with one of my favorite kids who I know you coached, Adrian. Yes, Audrey. Awesome. And so uh, we did a just kind of breakdown of the techniques of the overhead dig and hit a couple balls to her. And she has, you know, she's such a great learner that she can demo all that stuff and it was a perfect demo. So that's the cool. short one. Okay. Uh, the next one was the one I mentioned with Danny Busboom. Okay. And it was her talking about that, really that cut method of, of overhead digging. Because okay. I wanted to show the, the variation. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I wanted to show the variation yeah. because there's a different way to do it. And obviously, uh, she's doing that at a very high level. And, you know, there's some choices that we have to make as coaches saying, hey, what are we going to teach? Great. And so there was that. And then the third one, I'm going to throw it back to you to explain okay. your drills. And, so. and I just I, – I've – I like this one because it's game-like, and I really like games. You know what I right. mean? So it's one simple rule. And <laughs> once again, the name of it was? Hand-to-hand -hand combat. This is hand-to-hand -hand combat. Okay, and Cordes. Right. Okay. okay. And uh, it's one simple rule. If you dig overhand, you can use a spiking action, an arm swing action, to hit the ball over. Otherwise, you have to underhand free ball it over. Right? So... First of all, they're not going to overhand dig it a lot, which means they'll get a lot of free balls coming over the net, which means they'll have opportunities to take the ball overhand, right? And then secondly, they're trying to dig the ball overhand, dig the ball overhand, so they have a chance to spike. Right. And so it, it's a uh, it's tactics, it's a ton of overhand digging, but it's also volleyball intelligence. Yep. I love this game. I've done it a, a lot, and I would probably combine it with what you said with scooching them up in the court. Yep. You know, and play it kind of that way, and then also when the coach initiates because. In the randomness, you still find that you're you would like even more opportunities for overhand digging. So I'd I'd recommend the coach initiating in a manner that the players can get overhead digging reps that way yep. too. Something like that. Cool. So cool. So that that's it. But it's uh, in the one that is on the AOC site. It's actually the coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. Ray, oh, okay. Ray Bouchard. Okay. And so awesome. Ray Bouchard. Okay. So once again, we see yes. those drills are stolen and used yeah. in names. <laughs> I stole but it. Yeah. It's hand to hand combat, <laughs> okay. and he does that, and his his teams demo it. It's a great demo there. So cool. that's the third one. So we put that overhead digging in game like situations and uh, makes cool. it fun. That's it. Now we have a resource. Uh, what what do you have for us? Yeah. So the resource this week is um, something that is a little bit new and I'm very excited about and it's basically the athletic truth group and it's a group of online people it's essentially just a group of people that have put together this new program that emphasizes quote unquote reversing out imbalances in our bodies that we get by being athletes right so oh. overuse stuff okay. and so so 
they have this whole system that they use. It's called the ATG system. And uh, the, the sort of head of the movement is this guy, the knees over toes guy, Ben Thomas. Okay. And so a lot of times in weightlifting, you hear, you know, don't put your knees over your toes. It's a dangerous position to be in. Right. But in athletics, we're in that position a lot of times, right? So they have a different way of thinking about it. And they can go into much more detail about it. But basically, the idea is, can we become balanced front to back? And can we um, have healthy knees, ankles, and therefore healthier bodies? And this year, I used their, the tib raises as a low-impact um, warm-up. It gets the knees and legs, actually the whole leg, so warm without them doing any sort of abrasive movement, whatever. They're just leaning back against the wall. They lift their, their toe up, hold it as, as hard as they can up for a second, and then drop it back down, do about 25. Awesome. They're big on that. They're big on split squats. And that's, you know, the one, that one foot stuff is huge for volleyball. Yep. You know, um, I'll have the link to it in the show notes, but the athletic truth group, I mean, they got some really great stuff. Um, and it's, a, it's sort of a new way of thinking. Cool. I like it. That's an, it's a new one for me. So I got to check it out. Absolutely. So, I mean, we hit a lot of stuff today in a very short time. Uh, it was really cool. So we hit overhand digging. We talked about what if you only have one, you know, primary hitter. Um, and we talked about the videos they can act, act, activate or, you know, see on the uh, Art of Coaching website. And we're really stoked on that. And we talked about this resource, the Athletic Truth Group. Yep. And I had a baby. And Not on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but before. And we talked about your, your new venture. So yep. We have Spike Light. We Spike got into Light. that a little bit. And then uh, our pod after we, we had some good ratings. Absolutely. So, you know. We finished season one, had a baby, and look back. We were the number one rated volleyball podcast on Chartable.com. Wow. I know. I was so impressed. We're just chilling, talking <laughs> volleyball. <laughs> this is fun. We get to have fun, and we get some ratings. So we want to make sure we thank all the listeners. We appreciate Absolutely. the support. And, and a big thank you to the Art of Coaching Volleyball. These guys have been Awesome. And they just have a ton of resources, yep. right? Art of, all, Art of Coaching Volleyball should be one of the number of resources that we're recommending all the time. And I hope it comes across that we are recommending them. So many great things you can see there, you know, and um, thank you so much to everyone that listens. If you can like and subscribe, it helps us continue to do the podcast. And uh, once again, thanks a lot. And we'll see you very soon. Thanks, Dave. It was fun again. Right on. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.